Lord, thank you for your love and your goodness that always follow and pursue your children wherever they are, Lord. And right now, Holy Spirit, as we come to your living word, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, and the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. So today <laughs> we're going to share. I'm going to share a little bit on this um, Jewish uh, New Year. All right. We're going to celebrate new beginnings in Christ, and it's for the Jews. It's called Rosh Hashanah. It's just like for us Chinese New Year and all the other races have their New Year. So the Jews have a new year and it's called Rosh. Now let me get this moving first. Ah, okay, thank you. Ah, so it's called Rosh Hashanah. So for those of us who have been uh, learning the uh, Hebrew alphabets, this is Rosh with a Resh, Aleph, and a Shin. And this is the Hashanah or New Year. And for Hebrew calendar, okay, the, this year, uh, for us in the Roman the calendar we have is starting this year is January 2022. For them, the, their coming the New Year is 5783. That means from creation, Adam's time until today, it's 5783. So it's also called the Feast of Trumpets. Ah, Rachel, not here. Okay, so it's all about uh, the significance of the food. See, for the Jew, Jewish people, God already put, uh, put down all these things and everything that they do in the Torah has got meaning. Okay, and it's beautiful to learn this meaning. So you all know that I actually never ever bothered about the Jewish, <laughs> this one. But it's wonderful how the Holy Spirit leads us. Okay, so a little bit about this. Okay, Why to us in Christ is a new beginning or celebration of new beginning? And why the Jews celebrate or God tell the Jews to celebrate Rosh Hashanah? Okay, so the Jewish New Year, five 783 begins at sundown Sunday 25th September so in our year it actually starts so in Jerusalem Israel okay, they will be celebrating very soon preparing to celebrate their new year next week I think next weekend right Sunday and ends at nightfall on Tuesday 27 September 2022 so this is uh, Rash, all right, means head of the year. This is the Jewish New Year. It's not moving smoothly. Okay, all right. So 
Monday 26 is just a little knowledge for us. Celebrated for two days and will continue until September 27, also known as the Jewish New Year, by people by the celebrated by the Jewish people for eating special meals and sweet foods like challah bread and apples dipped in honey. And all this, why uh, we will study a little bit that why it has significance to us who are non-Jews, but today we are children of Abraham by faith through Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and we know the world. Is, uh, what happened? <laughs> it's not moving. Okay. Which one is it now? Okay. Okay, can? All right, thank you. So, start of the year, and this is also called, this is holiday, actually it's holy day, so the whole world now becomes holiday, right? <laughs> so it is all start from how, how exciting to know that everything is centered around what God has said. All right, it's supposed to be a holy day, and it's a holiday, that's how it come from, Yom Torah, which is a day of shouting or blasting. So it's also called the Feast of the Trumpets. Because all these feasts, all are set by God, are called appointed times. And that's when there's appointed time for Jesus to come back, right? Uh, which is very near. <clears throat> so it's the first of the Jewish days and holy days, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which is another Feast of uh, Atonement. Okay, good, now it's moving. Alright, so Feast of Trumpets, which is the Rosh Hashanah. Again, it, we can see it in Leviticus 23. So the Torah, basically the five uh, books of the Bible, right? God put down, uh, gave to Moses all the things that uh, the Jew, Jewish people were to follow. In verse Leviticus 23, 23 to 24, again the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Say to the children of Israel, on the first day of the seventh month, almost October, you shall observe a solemn sabbatical rest, a memorable day announced by the blowing of trumpets. Okay, so that for them, they start with the blowing of trumpets, which is called the uh, shofar. So why blow trumpets? Right. You shall not do any laborious work on that day, so that's why it's called Sabbath, where they rest, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. This day is to be a memorial with blast of trumpets. One day we have a band and have trumpet, okay? <laughs> Who is going to blow? Must be roof blow. <laughs> you need some energy inside, right? Power. The blast of a trumpet or similar instrument could be used to rouse people to war or to march. In the context of this season, it is generally understood as a call to repentance. So you understand that uh, the Old Testament, Jesus haven't come. So God gave them all the instructions and directions, actually uh, speaking of Christ. So it's a call to repentance since the Day of Atonement comes 10 days later. Atonement is the covering all right so today when we take the holy communion 
It's not Jesus no more cover, uh, God don't cover our sins. In the Old Testament, right, because Jesus haven't come, so they atone. There's a covering of sins. Okay, that means God cover it through the blood uh, animal sacrifices for the time being. So that blessings can come. Because when there is sin, no blessing, right? God cannot dwell and there's no blessing. So that is atonement. Today, John uh, uh, said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So what is taken away, still God or not? Ah, so covered can still open. <laughs> right? That's why they have to do the ceremony. Okay? So understand more and more the revelation of your sins have been removed by the blood of Jesus. Okay? God manifests his presence with the sound of a trumpet. That time when there is a trumpet sound, the people tremble. <laughs> all right, because God is coming, all right, has something to say. <clears throat> Today we are so blessed to be in Christ. We can find a significance further in the blowing of trumpets, where in Exodus 20, 19-20, where Moses received the uh, commandments. God appeared on Mount Sinai and gave them the Ten Commandments. So Exodus 19.20 is about that. God, actually when God gave the Ten Commandments, He was inviting the nation of Israel into a covenant. Covenant is full of words. Okay, today we have the New Covenant is also words. What is in the New Covenant today? Anyone? <laughs> Huh? What? I remember your sins no more, right? Because Jesus took the cup of wrath and punishment. Okay, so in the old covenant, sin has to be punished for the sinner, right? But in the new covenant, it's why Jesus said, This cup, this cup, right? I've taken it. It didn't say just the you know the wine, this cup. So in the garden, Jesus said, If it be possible, take this cup away from me. That means the wrath that he has to drink upon himself. He took it on the cross, that wrath, that judgment of God. So that today when we drink this cup, it's a cup of blessing from a cup of God's wrath, right? That's supposed to befall the sinner, it befall Jesus Christ. Okay? So there was a covenant. Covenant are made of words, agreement. How many of you make agreement Got no words inside one. <laughs> God or not. There are terms and conditions, all right, inside your agreement with the landlord or with whoever, right? Even a will has words. So a covenant is full of words, right? So in the Old Testament, when God gave them the Ten Commandments, it's full of words of God. And therefore, it was between God and Israel, not between God and Gentiles, right? Or new creation. That's covenant. The old covenant was between God and Israel. God manifests. In giving this covenant, God manifests His presence, His smoke and fire, along with, in the mountain, along with fearful sound of trumpet that causes the people to tremble. So imagine today, if not for Jesus Christ and we are the Jews, very scary, right? <laughs> to receive the covenant, the, the laws, it will tremble because if you disobey, 
die. Ah. <laughs> no blessing can even die on the spot, right? So it was a sound that is very, uh, the trumpet was scary. When the trumpet sounds for the Jews, a long blast, they shall come to the mountain. This is what Moses wrote from God. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and thick cloud on the mountain and a loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Imagine if today you have to live under Old Covenant house. <laughs> you come in also very scared, right? Because God is here. This is where what happened when they were under Old Covenant. Trembling. You seen or not? <laughs> you come inside, boom, die, right? But today you see the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke. If we were under Old Covenant, we would all be fear and trembling, <laughs> confessing all your sins, all right? and all have to bring cows and boots and bulls and goats as sacrifices, right? acceptable to God, and then smoke. But today, you see our worship just now, filled with joy. Right? As we worship, Lord, Lord, pour out joy, blessing. Very different, right? Because of Jesus Christ. He took the cup of wrath. That today we can have the cup of blessing. Okay? To enter into his presence without fear and trembling, but just a reverence for our great God. So Mount Sinai was wrapped up in smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. So that is the fire can be of judgment. If not, they were covered by atonement. The smoke of it went up like a smoke of a kiln and the whole mountain trembled. Even the mountains trembled. <laughs> okay? As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him in the thunder. The events at Mount Sinai was stamped in the memory of the nation of Israel. See, the Jews remember this. Okay, this was their history. The encounter with God Almighty. At the Feast of Trumpets, the sound of the shofar, the same word used in Exodus 20.18, reminds Israel that they are a people under covenant. Okay, who a nation who has accepted the responsibility of being God's people. So this run through them. What happened to the new creation? <laughs> don't even realize we are covenant people. Okay, we go run here, run there. Don't realize because the God of the Jews is He our God too today. Yes. All right. Coming to that realization. All right. That through Jesus Christ, the God of the Jews, which is the God of this universe, the Creator, is also our God. And if they are covenant people, everything that happened, the shofar remind them what that they are covenant. Covenant means what. They have a, a protection, they have agreement, there are words inside there. The old covenant is whatever they do there, then they will be blessed. If they didn't do, they will be cursed or judged. So the sound of the shofar is to tell them that they are a nation. That's why their Jews are very proud of themselves, of their heritage, and most of all, of their God. Abraham, God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So if anyone is a Jew, they know their heritage. And if you are a new Christian, do you know your heritage? <laughs> okay, so that's where God is now re-educating us in our, through our newborn again spirit. Okay, that we have a heritage in Christ 
and whatever happened to the Jews, blessings and everything belong to us, or the blessing of Abraham is ours too. There will be a, another blowing of the shofar. So the first blowing was during the giving of the commandments. In covenant, it, for them, repenting of sin and seeking atonement. So covenant and repentance become hallmarks of this day. So each time they celebrate the feast or the new year, they remember they are covenant people. So for us, new creation, when do we remember your covenant people? Ah, Holy Communion. <laughs> okay, Holy Communion is not a ritual. Right? It's a, to, to today, when we take Holy Communion, it is the blood, the bread, Jesus' body, and reminds us that we have a new covenant. Just now, uh, uh, Rebecca shared, right? It's a new covenant. So what is this new covenant that God actually made with Jesus Christ at the cross? And we are the beneficiary, yeah, recipient of this new covenant. So the, all the blessings, inheritance in this new covenant, one of the things is health healing, total cancellation of sin, right? So that is uh, some of the terms inside the new covenant. So you must know, okay, and remember you are covenant people because why is it so important to know your covenant people? Huh? Huh? <laughs> know your benefits, know who you are, know who is on your side. Who is, you know, in any uh, fight between two parties, okay? You need to know who is on your side. You just need to look at the gangster's fight, right? They just need to know who is their taiko. <laughs> if their taiko is powerful enough, they retreat. If your taiko, <laughs> no money, no power, no strength, everything, sure, it's the losing side, okay? So in a covenant, it means that when we belong to God, in that, for the Jews, they belong to God is that God is on their side. Their enemies around all the nations, right, cannot defeat them because their God is with them and will always fight on their behalf. Okay? So, memorial, all right, a little bit of uh, some of these are extracts from the rabbi's teachings uh, and then taken here in and out for, for you all to understand more clearly. The day serves to remind Israel. So remember, we take communion. Jesus, uh, Paul says, as often as you can. And when you take it, what are you reminded of? Huh? For what? Huh? So, after taking, how you feel? <laughs> Heal of the sickness, the disease. Alright? Heal of... Uh, condemnation, guilt is always to tell you, you belong to Jesus. You belong to God. You are a covenant people. And as a covenant people, you can see the demonstration in David when he was facing Goliath. Goliath was the enemy, the giant. Today, representing also all the challenges and problems that you're going to walk out of the door and face, whether it's family, whether it's work or financial, whatever area, how are you going to face them if you don't understand who is behind you, who is working for you, all right? 
That's why uh, Rebecca God is working for her. Change the government rules, okay? So she don't have to pay back <laughs> legally, <laughs> right? So when you're under covenant, you are very bold. You're no more timid, no more no confidence of whether God is for you or not for you. You have a written agreement that says that I am your protector, I am your healer, I am the one who has gone before you. Okay, so this is for the Jews. They are reminded okay, of who they are. That he is going to take action based on his past promises. Okay, so when you look at that, they look at the covenant, they're reminded of the covenant, God's promises. That's why we need to know what are God's promises, not up here, <laughs> inside here. Okay, that, what has God promised you? Any promises? What? Name one. Huh? Ah, that's uh, one of the promises. So, what else? Divine health. Divine health. Huh? Eternal huh? Eternal life. Okay, so be more specific. Okay, the next round I ask, you will give exactly where the verse is. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, the, the devil will come, are you sure? And then you, ah. So that's why Jesus always answered the devil by, it is written. Okay, not just verses. It is written, all right, in the agreement. It is written, your Bible is their covenant, agreement between God and man. In the new covenant and old covenant with the Jews, new covenant with the new creation. So can you imagine you don't know what's inside your covenant? <laughs> so that's why the devil can move you here and there. One day believe, next day don't believe, right? But the Jews are not like that. Because from the young, the children, they already teach them, right? Like Joey's age, okay? They go study, oh, the covenant, who their God is and how God will protect them, and, and everything is inside there. So, the reminding, the Feast of the Trumpets implores God to accept Israel's repentance and remind the Jewish people that they have entered into a binding covenant with God. Okay, so today in Christ, we have a new covenant. Remind us that we have a binding covenant, not Today I believe God heal me, tomorrow I think I'm sick already. <laughs> okay, yeah, so it's binding. That means God said it, He will fulfill that promise. What about, uh, is it not moving? All right, so next, today, yeah, we have a wonderful uh, uh, expectation of the second blowing of the trumpet for the Jews and also for every one of us, which is Thessalonians 4.13 to 14, so for us today, which is nearing, very near this event. 
Now, Paul says, we do not want you to be uninformed believers. So believers cannot be uninformed. That means what? Blur, blur. <laughs> okay, everybody knows what's happening. Hey, I don't know what. How come nobody informed me? Ah, that's what it means. No, why nobody informed you? Okay, now you are not. No, no excuse. Everybody here already. Okay, yeah. Now all informed today. Ah, that those who are asleep in death, see, for believers, when we die, it's called sleep. Okay, just sleeping. <clears throat> So that you will not grieve for them as the others who do not have hope beyond this present life. So Paul addresses about the next life, those who die physically, what happened to them. So they are sleeping believers, right? We, uh, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, in fact he did, even so God in this way by raising them from the dead will bring with him those believers who have fallen asleep in Jesus. So if you have believers who receive Jesus, they have died earlier. The Bible says that they are sleeping. Okay, They are asleep in Jesus. So what happened to them? For we say this to you, the Lord's own word, that we who are still alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, He's coming. So we are looking today into His uh, his word will in no way proceed into his presence those believers who have fallen asleep. So between those who are still alive and the believers who have died, okay, together we will go up. Okay? For the Lord himself, Jesus Christ, will come down from where? Heaven with a shout of command, the with the voice of the archangel and with the blast of the trumpet of God. Okay, so there will be a blast, but this time it is from the angels will be blowing. Don't sleep too uh, sound sleep, they cannot hear. Okay. It's a spirit, I guess it's a, it's a spiritual. Uh -huh. And the dead in Christ will rise first. So from heaven, when it's time for the Lord to come, okay, there are two comings, right? One is for the saints and the other is for, it's called the second coming, it's for the Jews. Then there will, it starts with a blowing of a trumpet. Then we who are alive and remain on the earth will simultaneously be caught up. Ah, that's the word, raptured. <laughs> okay, which are, um, Ruth uh, thought it was raptured. I think, and Hannah also thought so, right? Last time. <laughs> We didn't rupture, okay? The word is actually, it's not in the other translations, but actually this word caught up means raptured. That means you will be just taken out like, uh, who else were raptured? Elijah. Elijah and Enoch, right? They were, that means they didn't die the physical death, right? They were caught up, right? And together with them, the resurrected ones in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. So this was already spoken at the time of Paul, right? In the book of, in the time of Acts, that there will be this time when the, Jesus will come for his uh, church, okay? And they will be caught up and this event will happen before the second coming where, but a lot of things, a lot of signs have to happen, but it can happen anytime. It is only the grace of God that, 
it's, this, is, this event is delayed so that many more souls can receive Jesus Christ. But it is God's will that at any point of time, we're always expecting this to happen. So even in Paul's time, they were already encouraged by it could happen in his time. Right? Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words concerning our reunion with believers who have died. This is such a wonderful news all right, to know that Jesus will come for us. But if for those who pass on to be with the Lord, they will be the ones waiting. Okay, when the trumpet sound, okay, then the, the dead in Christ will rise first and join us together in the sky, in the clouds, to meet our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, this is called rapture. So there are events and all that, I won't go into it, leading to rapture. Okay, so let's uh, first, so for the celebration of the new year, that is a blowing of the trumpet, okay, announcing that God is here, okay, and today it has a different meaning for us, but to them, it's a meaning that they are new covenant, uh, they are covenant people. And there are some other symbols of Rosh Hashanah, the holy day, a shofar, so we saw that, pomegranates. <laughs> You like to eat pomegranate, this fruit? Nice, huh? Yeah, the Bowie likes, right? But you can see the meaning of this pomegranate, okay? And then wine, apple, and honey. Nice. The apple honey, she don't like. She like uh, pomegranates. <laughs> okay, so we know what she like to eat already. Okay, so what is the symbolic or the significance of all this that the Jews... All right, when they celebrate Rosh Hashanah, their new year, this is a must. We'll go a little bit okay, into the meaning. According to uh, Rabbani, Rabbanic Jewish tradition, there are 613 religious commandments referred to in the Torah. Of these, 248 are positive commandments, 365 are negative. The numbers respectively symbolize the fact that divine service must be ex uh, expressed through our one's bodily parts during all the years, days of the year. So a misfire commandment refers to any act of religious duty or obligation or a good deed. So on the seventh day Shabbat, the completion recalls the completion of creation, right? God created the whole earth in uh, seven days six days and rested on the seventh. That's why there is a rest day. And the exodus from Egypt. So it's a day symbolic of new beginnings. Okay? Like we start, for us, we celebrate, supposed to be new beginning, right? But it's only physical. But for the Jews, has a lot of meaning. A holy day of rest, the commandment rest is found in the Bible. It's a special day to study Torah on the Sabbath. So our rest, we lie down and sleep. <laughs> oh, rest day! <laughs> okay, sleep. Okay, but for them, their rest day is they rest from the work that they all, they do, and they go in and study the. They gather together at the temple and study the Torah. Okay, because the Torah is their marriage agreement, God's covenant, marriage covenant with the people, and they are to be joyful. Okay, Sabbath near festival. So okay. The sages tell us that there is a link between the 613 commandments, misvot, and the human body. They point out that 248, just now we read, active commandments corresponding to 248 
limbs or parts of the body. So there are 365 negative restraining commandments, things we should not do, corresponding to the same number of sinews or muscles. The purpose of the commandment is to express, for the Jews, right, to express holiness by means of our physical bodies living daily life. Living as human beings expressing godliness. So this is for the Jews because they know they have God. Okay, They are a God-chosen people. Therefore, all the things that God commands them to do always reflect on their life living as people with God. Today, new creation live as people without God. <laughs> See where we have you know, lost that revelation. Okay? But the Jews is always about their God behind them. And you can see the nation of Israel. No matter what happens, every single prophecy in the Bible fulfilled to the dot. And they are people who have God. So the meaning of the commandments relate to the biological nature of the body. It forms an integral whole. Today in the New Testament is I willingly surrender I, my body is a living sacrifice in Romans 12.1. Okay, I give up my body as a living sacrifice. That means each part of our body is for God to express right, His love, His will, His purposes in our lives, to serve Him with our bodies. <laughs> it's not that we let go of this body. Okay, We express His love with our hands to bless people, our heart to love people, our eyes to look at them, giving them the revelation of their God's purpose in their lives. So each part of this body, for the Jews, they understand okay, that the commandments uh, has something to do with their serving the Lord in their daily life. So today, as the distorted understanding of Christianity is that you go to church <laughs> and then that's where God is. After the service finish, no more God. <laughs> Go back home and then you just live like anyone else in this world. Okay, so what has happened? But the Jews, their God is at home with them in their world. You can see all this. All right. So today we are even more actually where Jesus is living inside us. Holy Spirit is living inside us. So is he with you in your toilet? <laughs> yeah, in your home, in your work. Right? That's where this has meaning to them. Okay. Even the, in the working life of a person, it's very interesting later we will see. Okay. Over the years, medical research has revealed more and more about the functions of the various components of the body right down to the level of enzymes, hormones, DNA, molecule and genetic codes. There are still processes that are little understood. Even during our lifetimes, the practice of removing tonsils or adenoids at the drop of a scalpel has been curtailed because previously unrecognized uses of these organs have been discovered. This is all about medical research and science. It is clear that the body is a marvelous unity, right? Have you have uh, all your uh, body parts fighting against each other? <laughs> Very united one. If there is something that cannot be understood about it at this time, we have learned, we is the Jews, have learned to expect that eventually we will discover more and understand more. Every detail is significant. Okay, follow. Huh? The same has been said of the commandments of the Torah. 
Many can be understood at some level, however, there are some that cannot. These are classified as uh, hukim, unexplained statutes. There are quite a number of these in Jewish life. So there are some commandments that the Jewish also don't understand, like there are dietary laws and all that. Okay, so what is the relevance today? Eh? The beginning of the Torah reading of uh, Hukat provides an important example. We are not actually able to carry out this law today. It's the purification procedure of the red heifer. A person who has been in contact with the dead becomes impure in a special way, meaning that he or she may not enter the temple. So this is one of the laws. The ashes of the red heifer are put in water. Few drops of the water are sprinkled on the impure person. Now, after the sprinkling, he is made pure. This is, can you see, it, bring, it uh, reflect to points to Jesus Christ, right? Where his blood makes us pure, okay? But at that time, they just do according to this commandment. And if they follow, then they become pure and they can then be enter, able to enter the temple. So if you move yourself back and you are a Jew at that time, you have no understanding of the blood of Jesus or whatever, you just receive this uh, commandment that this is how, what to do, okay? The Torah uses, or else you cannot enter the temple. So at a, at a, there, uh, 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 Elijah will jaga, okay? <laughs> Come in, let's say, we are, let's say we are Jews under Old Covenant. How? That's what happened. You know, you have to, you, uh, if you have come in contact with a dead person, all right, COVID, you come into contact with a lot of dead person, or you go funeral, you cannot come in already into the temple of God. You are considered defiled. All right, so you have to sprinkle the red heifer blood in order to be able to come in. Today, we can come into the Holy of Holies. With the blood of Jesus. We do not understand the concept of impurity for the Jews, nor why the red heifer procedure renders the person pure. The law of the red heifer is a symbol for all the laws we cannot reduce to simple rational terms, meaning that the Jews that time when they receive all these commandments, all these instructions, what to do, what not to do, you know, altogether 613 of them, do they understand everything? They don't know. How can the red heifer make them pure? Okay, heifer. But what happened? And then another example in daily life is the keeping kosher. So this is again for the Jews, right? That is the dietary laws. So we do not understand, we as the Jews, the kosher laws, but we can still accept them and keep them. We just follow without understanding. Why cannot eat this? Why cannot take that? And so forth. We follow. They are organs of the body of the Torah, which have a vital use, even the exact way they function is not clear to us now. This is a, a, a rabbi's talking on behalf of the Jews. Our service of God cannot be limited by our understanding. This is how the Jews think, okay? And why they are today so blessed, so successful and all that, okay? Or even just based on the Torah or the, the instructions of God not limited to our understanding. In daily life, a person eats food long before understanding how the digestive process works. All of you add or not, when your mother gave you food, or you say, wait first, I want to understand <laughs> how my uh, intestine works. You all just open the mouth and then you feel full. Right? We don't understand a lot of things. All right? So this is an example where we do before we understand. 
Okay, then we use a computer even though we have no idea how it works. You know how, how the computer works, Hannah? Uh, no one knows except unless you are a computer expert, you may know. But most general people don't know, but still go buy. I, I, uh, what? <laughs> iPhone, iPad, our computer, everything, right? And don't know how it works. So it's still used. Okay? We go to the doctor, follow his or her advice to take medicine, including herbal medicine, without understanding why it should have a curative effect. Oh, when you go see doctor, doctor give medicine, do you take one hour there? Can you explain to me, doctor, what is in this pill? What is in this? This one? You just give me a, I eat a. <laughs> doctor say eat, then can be all right. You just follow, all right? When for the Jews, when we perform a commandment without knowing its full meaning, what does it mean? What are they telling God? We demonstrate that we are doing this because we know it has been commanded by God in the Torah. See how obedient the Jews are, right? Without asking anything, no need to understand, they just obey, they just follow. <laughs> and we also do, but we follow the world people. <laughs> When God tells us in the Bible, we wow question uh, really uh, God uh, so many questions. Follow the wrong party. <laughs> okay? Do we follow the losing party of the world? Okay. The Jews are very smart. They follow their God. Okay, what they say without having to understand. And we believe and trust that this is good for us as individuals and ultimately for the whole world. That's why the blessing of Abraham. For them and through them, the world will be blessed. But what is this secret? They believe and trust that whatever God say must be good for them. They don't say, oh, this one. Ah. <laughs> you know? So, no need to explain. They just follow. This bonds us to God. This obedience of God's word, the Torah, by the Jews, bring them very close to God. Okay? That's why last, uh, yesterday we talked about the commandments and uh, when the receiving of the Torah like a, a marriage uh, between God and the children of Israel. And this is the true purpose of the commandments. At the same time, God tells us to use our intellect as much as possible in order to be able to understand more. So God doesn't mean you don't think anymore. Okay, There is an intellect there of uh, logic, okay, of sense, but not against what God says not to reason out what God said. So this is how the Jews, as the chosen people of God, respond to the Torah, to the instructions of God. So today, <laughs> can you see the difference? <laughs> New creation Christian? Wow. Don't, the doctor say anything, it's okay. Fine, follow. Computer, follow. Everything, follow. No need to understand. Come to God's word. I don't understand. Huh? I don't understand why, why tight. Huh? Why offer? So, see, we don't, first of all, have this understanding that, that is, He is our God, that the Bible is your covenant, is your agreement and between your God, the real one and true living God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, the Savior, right? So, we can, can you see how we just take Christianity like a religion? He's my Savior, 
That's it. Go give me a, a, a ticket to heaven. On this earth, I am my saviour. <laughs> because I have to di diagnose everything. I have to understand everything. We lose right that relationship with God that is so precious. Okay, this applies to the laws we think we do understand. In every Jewish teaching, there are many levels. There are endless details to discover about each organ of the body and how it connects to the whole. Each misfah connects us to God. See, that's how the children of Israel or the Jewish people see the word of God or the commandments of the Torah and gives us the opportunity to explore more and more of his meaning. The Jewish people are always learning and learning, learning more about who, about God. The Hebrew word, there's another word called tayak, which is a list of misword. And the word is made up of tet, resh, yud, gimel, made up, the total number is 613, right? The gematria, the value of numbers in the Bible. As the heart of halakha is the unchangeable 613 misword, God gave to the Jewish people the first five books, the word misword means commandment. So they, remember the 613. So pomegranate, According to the sages, ah, your favorite fruit, right? Pomegranate, nice, huh? Okay, this fruit which ripens at this season, for the Jews at this season, Rosh Hashanah, it will be ripening. It's full of seeds. Ah, that's why your grandpa had to remove all the seed for you, right? <laughs> to eat the pomegranate. As legend says it, okay, that's what is written. 613 seeds when it's fully ripened, like the number of misbought in the Torah. So that's why when they celebrate uh, Rosh Hashanah, they eat pomegranate, symbolic food of God's commandments. Right? They are eating and also at the same time, the pomegranate has these 613 seeds inside, which is the 613 misbought of God, misbought in the Torah the commandments, instructions, the Jewish people eat the pomegranate and ask that their merits increase like the seeds of the pomegranate. Seeds, wow, 613 commandments is 613 blessings to them because each commandment comes with a blessing. So to them, we're going to eat, celebrate, there's a meaning, right? So their seed get life, just like noon, right? You understand? So when eat those seeds, pomegranate, actually, mostly it's seed. Huh? <laughs> Normally we swallow the seed, right? When you swallow a lot of seed, there's a lot of life growing, right? Huh, a lot of life coming into us. So that's what God was, uh, this symbolic uh, of pomegranates is a celebration of the blessings of God. Every word of God is like a seed today put into our hearts, right? And it will bear fruit. It will bear more fruit, more blessings into our lives. Okay, then there is another food round kala okay this is the bread uh, as usual but instead baked in a circle so maybe uh <laughs> elijah can break this uh, bake this circle bread you can go to youtube you can already know how to but this is how they do it and it has meaning to the jews see everything the bible what god does has meaning and power to manifest a wish that the coming new year so it's baked in a circle a wish that the coming year will be complete and will roll smoothly. See, for the Jews, when they see all this, when they do all this, it has a meaning that their new year will be smooth, right? Like the 
round and smooth and complete. And if they eat it, they dip into honey for a sweet year. Kala is the traditional bread typically seen on Shabbat or Jewish Sabbath, usually long, but on Rosh Hashanah, it's circular for the symbolism of continuity. All right, blessing. And then they eat the head of a fish. <laughs> nice, huh? Okay, why I look at uh, Lee, uh? he also explained to us, right? The head got a lot of nicer, but I also like a fish head. But for the meaning, for the juice, it has a meaning. Why they eat the head and not the tail? Huh? Huh? Uh, I mean, this is the this one, but where is the verse? Huh? Where is the verse? <laughs> Deuteronomy 28, the blessings of obedience. Okay, today with Jesus obeyed the law. Then you shall be the, the to the Jews, the promise to them if they follow a, a order, a follow the this one, you shall be the head and not the tail. Ah, you still haven't got it. <laughs> okay, the Jews, right, when they do this ceremony or this celebration. It's to remind why they eat the head is to remind them that God has set them as the head and not the tail. Okay, that wherever they are in their office, in their work, they are always the head. That's why you see a lot of inventors, they are the head, right? They are the one who got the new uh, new things, they're all the head. The Jews are the head. This is a promise of God. Hey, go and uh, me uh, me meditate Deuteronomy 28, okay? <laughs> Knowing that it's not through your obedience that all this belong to you. They were the, belong to the Jews, right? But how do they know this? You all got promises, still don't meditate one, <laughs> right? How is it yours? I taught last week, I think. <laughs> last week, this week forgot already. <laughs> That's how fast you forget. Huh? Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14, all the blessings. Why is it ours? How is it ours? As a new creation. Where is your verse? Your scripture? That it is yours because of Jesus? Oh, <laughs> oh wait, last week only, la, seven days ago only. Because of Galatians 3. <laughs> 3, 13, 14, right? Whereby Jesus became the curse and absorbed the curses in Deuteronomy 28, which are the curses of disobedience, because the curses is that you will be the tail and not the head. But the blessings of the head and not the tail are now ours through Jesus. By faith and on the cross, he became the curse. Right? And he fulfilled the whole law. So now, because of Jesus, we believe in him. You must give the scripture, okay? <laughs> it is written. Otherwise, where did you get the blessing from? The Jews will say, where, who said it's for you? <laughs> that who said, huh? Pastor Deborah said. <laughs> no, okay? It's Jesus. The word of God said that Jesus 
absorb the curse. And now this blessing in Deuteronomy 28. Uh, anyone got exactly the verse where you are the head and not the tail? You will lend to others and not borrow. Alright, it comes from there. That's why you see the Jews are the money lenders, not the Along here. <laughs> right? They are the ones who start the banks in the world. A lot of them. Okay, so why? It's in fulfillment of the promise of God, the promise of blessings that the Jews will be the head. So when they started, uh, uh, as I read the, the history of the Jewish people, right? How this, uh, or rather I heard this rabbi, learning these uh, Hebrew letters has really brought me to really understand how powerful God is and their, their, their people, the Jewish. So they started by gathering and then they, from their promises, they begin to lend money, you know, from uh, institutions and they begin to lend money from small and that's how God began to prosper them. But you know, they have a lot of... Uh, Things they follow God also, right? Which is in their tidings and in their givings, and God give them the wisdom, and all this begin to happen throughout the the, the years. So, so you know that you are. So after we eat, <laughs> we all eat the head, okay? Okay, but it, it doesn't mean that. But for them, it's a reminder to them. So I don't know, you, you need to remind yourself. Okay, this is God's blessing for you, but how are you gonna remind yourself? From the promises of God, meditate. They're so beautiful promises. I even personalized for you already and you just leave it there. But for the Jews, they meditate, they follow, they obey, and they live in it. The manifestation of them being the head. And who gave them the power? God. Okay, from his word, from his Torah. And fish is a symbol of Abundant increase. That's why I like to eat fish. <laughs> okay, but well, it's very delicious, lah. Huh? Agree or not? <laughs> okay, fish is uh, like we learn the noon and all that, right? Fish abundant supply and increase. Okay, so also at Rosh Hashanah, New Year, their New Year, we greet another one another with Shabbat Tova. So you all remember learning the letter uh, Tev uh, Tova, all right, which means good. A good and sweet year. Since everything that God does is by definition good, you add sweetness to the greeting. You add sweetness to mean that God's good shall be clearly appreciated by us as well. Good and sweet year. Shana Tova. So we greet another, everyone, you know, it's a good year. Instead, that's our confession. All right, if you believe that God is good, the year is good. So five. Seven, eight, three. Every year, beginning of the year, they greet each other. Shana Tova. May we have a good year, a sweet, smooth year with many seeds. Can speak of prosperity, can speak of, you know, uh, more children, <laughs> grandchildren. Many seeds inside you. So, Rebecca, eat more pomegranate <laughs> because you need to multiply. Uh, right? So, this is. And then you have apple dipped in honey to symbolize a wish for sweet year. Why Rachel not here? Eh? <laughs> That's your, oh, very nice, delicious. This is all the blessings of God symbolizing how God will, what God will do for his people. All written there in their Torah, in the covenant that was given to Moses, to the people. Sweet year without any 
superstition. All right. So, okay. So this is uh, we come to a very interesting uh, rabbi. All right, that I listened to, who was explaining about, or in a way, explaining and prophesying about uh, this year five seven eight three. Now, with the understanding a little bit more of the Hebrew letters, numbers, and all that, what he said is very exciting. Okay, so. He was uh, the first thing he started of this this person who the Jews and then they were looking at a, a race right Com competition so two parties two sides in a competition of a boat race and this team always win so someone was sent to go and spy and why this team always win so that they know how to uh, win also so he this person let's say team a, uh, team A go and spy. Oh, why now? I know already. Why this team always win in the race? And the answer he gave was? Well, they were, it's a boat race. Huh? <laughs> During the boat race, how they win is that they have eight guys rowing and one guy screaming. <laughs> the one who lose got eight guys screaming and one guy rowing. <laughs> Understand? Yeah, so what it talks about is the, the year will be a year of wealth. We will, we will understand more after I go through the number 83. Tremendous wealth as a rabbi prophesying for the Jews, right? Uh, which we can also receive by faith. Tremendous wealth and sustenance. Okay, and what does that mean? Eight guys rowing, one guy screaming. You all go all in the boat before? How many screaming? <laughs> If everyone screaming, only one guy rowing <laughs> can reach or not. Right, all will be screaming, right? So the wisdom of the Jews is incredible. Okay, next. How to be a vessel. So this year, uh, this year right, 5783 for the Jews, is a year of tremendous wealth and sustenance. So how to be that vessel of blessing, of wealth? This rabbi said, true for the Jews, through God's love and unity, Ahava. Okay, we learned that of Ahava. God's love, unconditional, okay, not our own. And unity is very important among the Jews. That's why you can see the Muslims also have that onto them. They are very united, unlike the Gentiles, <laughs> fight against each other, okay, but they are very united, right? They know their heritage. And Jewish people are to love one another. How? Jewish people, when they love one another, they receive the blessing. God sustained the world with kindness. So when they love one another, they become the vessel for outpouring of God's blessing. So how do they love one another? Is this the next one, is it? Okay, so the difference between last year for them, which is 5782, and this year 5783, is the letter Gimel. Okay, so you understand, for those of us who have been studying, Gimel is the third letter. Okay, and this is how the letter Gimel looks like, pictorial form, looks like a camel. It's a third letter. Uh, this one, I put it in myself. The, uh, it's also inside the whole revelations of Gimel. So, you have Aleph, 
which is God, the source, the Father, the one and only, and then the Creator, the ox, the one with the strength. Second one is bed, which represents the tent, the temple, Jesus coming down. So in terms of the Trinity, number one is God the Father. Number two, because there's only one God. Right? Number two is Jesus, the Son, the living word. And the tree also represents Holy Spirit. Okay, So the year of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one, remember, when I talk about Abraham's blessing or last week about the curse, we receive the blessing of Abraham by receiving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives you the wisdom to make wealth, to create wealth in a way that doesn't come with sorrow. <clears throat> so, Gimel, as we have learned a little bit, is uh, to do goodness or act of goodness of kindness, right? You understand a little bit of Gimel as a rich man chasing after the poor man, that's Jesus. It also means more than that. Now, when you are the one who have received the goodness of the Lord, the blessings of the Lord, now you run to do charity. You run to bless others, not just walk. Okay, run. The Gimel is one chasing. So, ye as the Jews, for them, they will be running around to bless the other Jews, their household. So, that is for us today. Okay, when we become a vessel of this kindness, so represented also by bath and youth, the teacher giving the wealth to the youth, that means to even one who is a child mentally to receive this knowledge and wealth. So, youth is the smallest letter. Okay? It indicates even the youngest person can understand. That's why our children here can also understand Hebrew letters, right? Because they are written from God, the revelation as can be broken up, the, the, the wisdom of God for even a smallest child to catch the revelation because it is about their uh, spirit. Okay? So, everyone can learn and it's better if they learn from young. If you've got a child and you put them into the world wisdom, then you bring them here, I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> to get rid of all the world wisdom. And then, so out there, they learn the world ways. Come back here, have to remove all those. Not easy, eh? So it's better if you have a small child like the Jews. They don't have this. They don't, the Jews don't go and learn from the Gentiles, okay? <laughs> you don't see any Jew, they go attend course by a Gentile. They are the ones teaching. The others follow. That's why they are the leaders and the Gentiles are the followers. They are learning actually from the Jews. A lot of motivation books or books of success are written by Jews. Okay? The world gets blessed through it. So Jews do not go to Gentiles to learn wisdom because they have the Torah. They know who their God is, the wisest God, the richest God who is going to bless them. They just follow the Torah. But the new creation, <laughs> we run here and run there and get the world wisdom. Some of it is from the Jews. All right? the, world, the, the Gentiles got it. They get blessed because through Abraham's blessings, all the other nations will be blessed. Okay? So don't let our children go and learn world wisdom. Let them learn like the Jews. They pass on from generation to generation the wisdom of God. Okay, their heritage, they're supposed to be blessed from where? From God. And God gives them all the directions and how to be 
blessed in this life. It is me who gives you God said Deuteronomy 8.18. For Chinese is fat. Yeah, fat. <laughs> okay, so very easy to remember, huh? okay? Every day fat, all right, prosper. But God says when you prosper to the Jews, he said, do not forget. It is I who give you the power to prosper. That's why we give testimony and give thanks back to God. So Gimel is a, a very powerful uh, letter and it is this coming year for the Jews, right? Where in order to receive the abundance that is for this year, 5783, they are to be that vessel to run and bless others as well. Okay, so for us in the household of God, we are to be that blessing, that channel of blessing. Okay, to understand that we are rich in Christ when we have this to give. There's, I believe there's no born-again believer who still feel uh, don't want to give. That means not yet born again. Because when we're born again, we have the heart of God, right? But the reason why Christians are very hard to give, anyone can know, can, can tell why? Sometimes when you want to give a type, you hesitate, right? Why? What makes, but inside your heart you want to give. But there's a hesitation there from the mind, right? What is the mind thinking? You all never think twice at before. <laughs> all of you so fantastic. Uh. God said 1,000, you give 1,000 without even one thought. God not? God think or not? Yeah, okay, so why, what, what thoughts come in? Ah, I need to use the money. Then? Huh? Not enough. Why do you think not enough? That means the word of God that you all keep on putting there, that God is more sufficient God. You don't believe all that? <laughs> now, no more these thoughts already. So, God asked you to give 10,000. <laughs> don't have? Ah, uh, God won't ask you to give something what you don't have. Okay? But if you have it somewhere, lying somewhere, <laughs> you cannot trick God. Okay? <laughs> he knows where are your accounts. I'm not saying that, you know, He will tell you to give. But you understand, we can be saying God will supply all my needs. You know, He is a more than enough God. I will never lack. But why giving and tithing is the part? It's the testing of the word. Whether you really believe this word or not. It says, you want to give? Then you say, I got not enough. What does the word of God say? You will have more than enough. Then why are we still thinking not enough? When do we, that thought comes in? When you're about to give. <laughs> okay, so this is where God will bring us to the place of like the Jews. Okay, they just say this is, their God say, their God say, I supply all your needs. Then how to, what thought to think, you know, I give this out, then nothing come back. Is that what God say? Yeah, that means we don't really have God's word inside our heart yet. Okay, that revelation is not there. We may be teaching the, the word and saying 1,000 times, you know, God opened the windows of heaven, but want to give out also so difficult. <laughs> we don't understand it, right? Remember just now, the Jews, they just follow. The Torah. This is what God said. You all preach, right? And teach. 
as a farmer plant seed. Then when it come to you, <laughs> this seed uh, cannot go, uh, you know. Then you tell others to plant seed. Okay, God wants us to have a experiential life, daily life of His blessings, but we trust Him. Okay, no point having all those scriptures and we cannot act on it. Okay, because it's still inside this thought of our own. For the Jews, there's no more, <laughs> no more these thoughts. They just follow, all right? What the commandments say. Okay, today is not a commandment to give, right? It's a joy to give because of our born again. But to get rid of this mind that tells you, I give already this week how, the bills how, all the payments how, it's a, it's a thought of a person without God. As their father. You still haven't got the revelation that God is your father. Okay, so here is where the year of Gimel, which is the giving year. Alright, to give, to run, to give, not even walk, running. And then you can be that channel, right, to receive the abundant blessings of wealth. Also, a year where Malek is king, well, just now you saw also what happened on the day of a, a celebration. The people are gathered together in the temple, they listen and study the word of God, right? But they listen and study and they act. <laughs> okay? So we don't listen and study and study and study until Jesus comes, also never do anything yet. Okay? So faith comes, hearing, okay? Good. And then let the Holy Spirit bring forth that revelation and we put into action God's word. God will never go against his word. Right? He will bless according to his word. Coming year is a year of uh, ingathering. So you can see in for the Jews itself. This year, 5783, uh, five, God is gathering all the Jews from the different nations. You can see the politics, the world, what's happening. They are all coming back to Israel to build the third temple. Okay, because Jesus coming, he's going to come, it's going to be end already. The end times already very, very close. All the events. That's why a lot of uh, rabbis are all looking, not you know, rabbis, scholars and all that. They are looking to the rapture and second coming. And this year, 5783, if you hear a bit more, you know, it's coming to also God. There's a judgment there, Amagodon there, very interesting about Gideon and Amagodon. You know the battle of Amagodon, right? Which is when second coming comes. And Gordon there has the Gimel inside the Amagodon. All right, so all this, I've got no time to tell you all, right? So this is all happening. Each one, uh, this is interesting, this revelation. For the Jews, they say that Every person has a man and a woman and a child inside you. Okay? Man is the one who go out to do work, to do business. Okay? And the woman is normally the one at home, homemaker, all right, with the peace and the kosher food, all right, serving the food. When doors are closed to act with kindness. So it is not only uh, when you're outside that they are to be kind and to give the gimel, right? To, to bless and kind, be kind to others but within the home, 
because nobody knows when your doors are closed. <laughs> Only you and God. And the child is one. So what he's saying is that God wants to be with all the Jewish people, the man, even the, inside the woman, all right, doing business, the woman at home in your family life has God inside, God's kindness there. And the child, child inside us that needs his father or mother, teachers to respect, to learn more every day. So there's a, for the Hebrews, a, a Jewish people, they believe that all inside, all right, the, the heart, the, the, the person has, uh, even a woman, right, has this business thing inside, but God inside them. And also a man also can have the, the woman part to make his home a place of peace and harmony. All right, it's all given by God. And, the, and then to learn, like a child inside, willing to want, needing the father and mother and the teachers, all right, to learn. So it is the meaning of this year for them is bringing God with us to the table, not to say, I know already. That means in every part of your life, that's where wealth comes in, okay? Where you go to work, where you are at home, when you are learning. All this is God is there. No more, I go to church, God is in the church, <laughs> that building. I come back in my family, closed door. So up in the church there with people, oh, very good, you know, give to people, give, give, give. Come back home, wife also don't want to give. <laughs> okay, so it's not that. It's a total transformation of having God in their lives. So for the Jews who haven't received Jesus, this is what they will do, right? In obedience and respect to their God. For us, so that they are going to receive that abundance. It comes from giving, right? Jesus also said that, give and you shall receive. Press down, shaken together, running over, shall men put into your bosom, right? But for the head is, I give means I minus 50 ringgit already. <laughs> See, the head thinking like that. Okay, but to the Jews, they understand, right? The giving brings more wealth, more prosperity. And Jesus even taught us that in the new covenant, as in Paul. So every part of our lives is going to be filled with God. That's why I was telling you all that I share, teach you all the word of God is for you to know God personally in your life, in your own life, in your family life, in your working life, every aspect. Here also uh, prophesied by this rabbi of healing of all sicknesses. I won't go into detail. A year of great wonders and miracles. The big shofar, God blowing. So this is a... Uh, uh, about Abraham and the ram, when God used to sacrificing of uh, Isaac, right? God used, God provided the lamb, the, the, the ram as a sacrifice. Jesus has been sacrificed for us, right? So the blowing of the shofar was first one on Mount Sinai. And for them, now awakening the Jews back to the Holy Land. For us, it's the rapture. Oh, this one. So we'll, I will close with this. <clears throat> A celebration of new beginnings, all right? Rosh Hashanah. This one, when Holy Spirit tell me to, to teach this one, I was like, 
Oh, quite hesitant because I have to study it first. <laughs> you know, a lot of work to do to study, listen from here, listen from there until I catch it. But this one was somewhere this week when I woke up in the morning. Not every day, but certain days, I told you that God, will, Holy Spirit will speak to me. And as I woke up early, those words came to me. The winter is past. You know, before I was going to teach about Rosh Hashanah. The winter is past. And that's the verse in Song of Songs or Song of Solomon. I read it to you. The season has changed. Right? Rosh Hashanah is a new year, a new season. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. That's what God wants me to prophesy and speak to everyone here. That barren winter, winter is cold, barren, no, no fruits, right? During winter, ended already. Okay? And the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season of singing and pruning the vines has arrived. You have arrived right? at the destination, Jesus' blessing. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you. See the blowing of the trumpet to awaken the Jews, right? To God's word and guide you forth. Today, the Gimel has the Holy Spirit who is going to guide you out of the barren winter, right? Those years in the past of our life that everything is barren, everything is yucks, you know? It's like everything is messed up, okay? But today, it is a new season. That's why Rosh Hashanah is a celebration of new beginnings. And in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the, the prophets of God blowing a trumpet, awakening the church of Jesus Christ, the believers to wake up, you know, rise up, forget the past is gone. God is going to do a new thing. Like the Rosh Hashanah, all the blessings are coming, okay, onto his church. Because when Jesus comes, I always remember this in Ephesians chapter 6, he will come, or 5, he will come for a glorious church. He will not come for a half-dead sleeping church. It's <laughs> like the dry bones, right? God gave that, right? A glorious church, also a, a, a blossoming, prospering. And just now we learn from the Jewish rabbi how to prosper. Gimel, how? Yeah, how to be the vessel to receive the abundance of God. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Not only last week forgot, just few seconds ago, also forget already. How to be the vessel? Okay, it's a year of God's blessings. Okay, abundance, even for us. Beauty for ashes, God already spoke to us, right? Beginning of the year. So just now from the rabbi itself for the Jews, 5783, the letter 8, the letter Gimel. Then there's going to be abundance, blessing, right? And increase. Then he teach a little bit of how to be that vessel to receive the blessings. <laughs> okay, God's love and unity, how? How to demonstrate unity? Hey, should I go back? <laughs> I'll stay back. Detention class. <laughs> what is it? 
to be a vessel to give. Oh, I didn't hear, sorry. <laughs> you must say louder, okay? <laughs> because you're over the other side, cannot hear. All right, to be a giver, the gimel is a giver. Be quick to run, to give. Give to your fellow brothers and sisters. Give to, as God tells you to give. Give to the, 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 the church of Jesus Christ, the, where you belong to. Not, not asking God, I don't have enough. <laughs> okay, that is how the, the, the rabbi is teaching, right? The Jews do that. They give. Right. It's a time of giving. This year, Gimel is the year of Gimel. 8-3. To the Jews, every number got meaning, right? That's why we are learning the Hebrew letters. Gimel is the rich man chasing the poor man. So are you still poor? Jesus chased you. Oh, just now you say you think a lot before you want to give. That means you're still poor, right? Uh, so that revelation needs to come to us. Okay? That we are no longer poor. You can quote that verse so many times. All right, Second Corinthians eight nine. Jesus, you see the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet he became poor. That we through his poverty might become rich. And then when we want to give ten dollars, we say, "Ah, yo, <laughs> after no more money already." That's what. That's why we think we are poor. So that scripture hasn't taken root in your life yet because you're still thinking you are poor. Ah, need to meditate more, okay? <laughs> Until you realize that you are rich. A person who gives is a person who thinks that they are rich. Huh. If you are think you are poor, of course you got nothing to give. Because you say, I'm so poor already, maybe you are more rich than me. Okay? So that is where in the spirit, this is what Christ has done for us. He has made us rich. Means that it is the bridge is not based on how many dollars and cents you have in your bank account. It's how many dollars and cents we have <laughs> in heaven and how much our heavenly father has. Right? When you have that revelation, you are the walking miracle. Yeah, that's where we live by faith and not by sight. Okay? Giving is the place for you to become that vessel. And this rabbi is saying not only just walking to give or Go forward and go backwards. <laughs> you take the money and then you put here and then you come back into the pocket, then go out again. And should I give? Should I not give? Hey, Holy Spirit, don't disturb me so much. <laughs> okay? But with joy, when you have the revelation that you are not poor, see, God can even change the government laws for you. Okay? It's inside to understand we are not poor. Okay, we are not poor. Everyone say, I'm not poor in Christ. I am rich in Christ. In Christ. Okay, so we, we are, to us, rich is how much we have. In the spirit, it's not how much we have in the world. It is how much our God has. That's when God becomes real to you. Okay, and he sees that and he's able to pour out the abundance in your life because each time you receive you give it away you receive you give it away okay remember our savings today for the jews it is not stinging to save or sting from god to save it is out of the abundance that god give you okay the abundance of blessing that becomes too much really how can you eat one thousand uh, ten thousand dollars a month and God begin to bless you like that. 
right? It becomes your savings because in that sense, it's the more than enough. Not the just now you say, I don't have enough. <laughs> okay, test God. He says in the tithing, just now you read the scripture, test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and bless you until there's not enough room to receive it or until you will never have a need. So these are, that's why I call hate knowledge and revelation. Revelation will have manifestation. Hate knowledge, just stay there. <laughs> okay, so let God's word and our God be so real to us. Okay, in this year, position yourself like the Gimel to receive the abundance of God, God's way. Right? Not our limited by our mind anymore. If anyone is willing to be that vessel, God says, I can pour onto your life. And it's very exciting this year, 5783. So this is what the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. A new day has arrived and Holy Spirit will guide you. Okay, last, uh, one more slide. <clears throat> okay, can you not discern this new day of destiny in the TPT version? Breaking forth around you. So beautiful, right? Jesus speaking to his lover. Can you not discern this new day of destiny just as the Jewish people celebrate the new year? To us, with Christ, we have a new day, a new beginning. The early signs of my purposes, our plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whisper, there's a change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run. See, run with me. I, after doing the, uh, the scriptures for the Rosh Hashanah, then I come back to this and I notice all this in line with the Gimel, you know. And run with me to the higher place, right? Where you receive revelation, run, run, run to him. And then from there, you will run to do whatever he wants us to do. Now is the time. Don't wait until after rapture. <laughs> after rapture, no need already, okay? Now is the time to arise and come away with me, Jesus. When you draw near to him, Holy Spirit can speak to you, right? And your heart is that the place where God can write his words, where he can instruct us the way he instructs the Jewish people without even understanding much. You know, that's how God sees us. We don't understand much. When I was a small kid, around 10, go to Sunday school and they, they learn, uh, teach us about tithing and offering. You think I understand about all this revelation. I don't know what's Hebrew or I read nothing. But I just, so children, children are very open, you know, in the spirit. That's how you can see uh, um, Derek and Esther, right? If you teach them God's word, the, Holy, the Spirit inside that Holy Spirit will help them respond simply by faith. They didn't ask you, what is that? Huh? Right? And, and you were sharing, right, Ruth, that uh, last time Esther, $1, so very hard to come out, right? <laughs> what happened? Is it they really understand the whole thing? Maybe not from the head, but in their spirit, they can catch. And the transformation from the spirit causes them to give so much. <laughs> Even adults also dare not give the amount that she just gave freely to the Lord. Can you see the work of the Holy Spirit? And she's positioning herself unknowingly 
to receive even more blessings from God. So let's uh, realize that this year, 5783, very exciting year for the Jews. That's why some are saying the Lord's coming. Uh, all that is further, further understanding and teaching of uh, the Feast of the Trumpets, the, the Feast of Tabernacles, where the rapture around there should happen and all that. So I won't go into all that, right? But to the Jews, it's very exciting. Okay? Because at every feast, all right, it's something God meets with the people. So we know that the trumpet blowing, the Feast of Trumpets, will be the blowing of the trumpet for rapture. So all eyes are looking. And I'm super thankful to God that to, during these last days, the Lord bring us to unlearn Hebrew and the, about the Jewish people because their God is our God, okay? <laughs> we are so privileged to understand deeper, right, the secrets of the Jews and that these belong to us, their blessings belong to us. So we can look up because our redemption draws near, draws nigh. Rapture is coming. Jesus is coming for his beloved. And before he comes, it will be a glorious church. His people will be blessed. No more running after money, but running to give to others because they are blessed. All right? So it's not giving because you have the material wealth. How much dollars and cents there you give? It's come from the spiritual. How much? How rich my God is. And that revelation hit you. You will always give with that sense of knowing I have more than enough in Christ. Okay? So it's giving and tithing is not by force. There's no compulsion. All right? Just now was we'll shared the scripture. But when we have a revelation, the, the wealth comes, you know, and the wisdom to create wealth, the power and ability from God to create wealth will come to his children. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's 